Hello everybody, got to share the word of God with you this morning as we are heading very fast to the end of 2021. Sometimes we ask ourselves a question, how fast is time moving forward? It really is. I mean, last year we said the same thing. This year it appears like it's even faster. And uh, for me, this is also a sign that we are getting to the end of a dispensation. And uh, time is going to march quicker. I've heard this many times. Uh, people who, uh, wonderful ministers uh, of the Lord, who say as we get to the near, uh, nearer to the end of a dispensation, time will speed up. Not the clock. The clock doesn't speed up, but time does. Amen. So uh, this week and next week, I'm, I'm going to be talking to you about God is in control. And, uh, and I trust that no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're hearing, uh, no matter what people are saying around you, that uh, you will realize that God is still in control. And today's title of this message is, Who is in charge here? Who is in charge here? Do you know, people of God, there is a time in our lives where we need to understand that God is still in control of our lives. He's in control of our lives every single moment of our lives. And whether we see devastation or havoc going on around us, we still need to know the truth that God has not lost control. He is still in control. I've often said through the years that everything that happens in this universe, God has allowed it. Otherwise, he wouldn't. If God doesn't allow something, believe me, it's not going to happen. And sometimes you say, but all this havoc, all this turbulence, did God allow this to happen? Well, of course he did. He didn't cause it to happen. He didn't plan for this to happen, but he allowed it for a purpose and a reason. Because God is, is a God of purpose and very often we don't understand his ways. He says, as far as the east is from the west so far, uh, as far as the heavens are above the earth so far, my ways from your ways. And so we don't understand the ways of the Lord. But we need to know that God is in control at all times, at all times. You see, no one has dethroned him. He's still on the throne. He hasn't been dethroned. And even, no one is even capable of removing him from his throne. Let me tell you, the devil can try the whole of hell with one third of the angels that fell, that's a lot of angels, can try and dethrone God. But they're not capable of doing that. God is on the throne and he will remain on the throne forever and ever and ever and ever, no matter what happens. Amen. I said, you know, we got this uh, French terminology called coup d'etat. Now, it's passed into the English language. I'm sure most of you know what a coup d'etat is. It's when the army rises against the president or the king or whatever and takes control. It's called a coup d'etat. I want to say this to you. No coup d'etat is possible in heaven. Can you say amen to that? It doesn't matter if the whole of heaven rises against God. No coup d'etat, no one can dislodge him. He's still in control. 
Now, we know very well as we read scripture, we read the fall of Lucifer. He was created, one of the most beautiful, the most powerful archangels. He had music built in him. And he was meant to be leading the worship in God. But pride, the Bible says pride got in his heart. And he began to say to himself, I'm just as powerful as God. What a mistake. What a mistake he made. I'm just as powerful as God. I'm just as beautiful as God. I'm just as, as capable as God. And as pride began to uh, get into, into his heart, he became rebellious. And we know that since that time, since uh, the time when, when, when this happened, he's, has, he's been trying to actually get onto the throne of heaven. That's what he wants to do. And we know that as, as we get into the end times and the church is taken out the way, there will be this man called the Antichrist who will be possessed by the devil. Guess what he's going to do? He's going to go into the temple, which will by then be rebuilt in Jerusalem. And he's going to set himself up as God. And the devil will think, oh my, wow, I've made it. I've made it. I've possessed a man. I'm, and through him, I'm sitting on the throne that God is meant to occupy. But you know what? That desire to take the place of God has been in the heart of a devil since the day that pride and rebellion got into his heart. He's always wanted to set himself up as God. And of course, he's become the God with a small g of this world. He's become the God of those who don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the majority of people in this world. He controls governments. He controls nations. He is the God of the unbelieving world. But that's as far as he's going to get. <laughs> he's not going to be my God or your God. Not at all. And he's not going to have control over our lives. Amen. So he's been trying to be God for, for, for millennia, for, for, for a long time. But has he succeeded? No. No, he hasn't succeeded. And I want to say this to you today. He never will. He can try whatever he wants. He never will. In fact, Scripture says, as Jesus comes back after the tribulation, he will be dealing with him. And after the thousand years of the reign of Christ, he will destroy him. So God is in control. He's still in control. And there is absolutely no way that the devil will be in control. Who is in charge here? God is. Amen. Now, especially in turbulent times, like the world has been going through in the past 18 months, we need to know that God has not lost control. You know, many, many Christians are struggling with anxiety and fear. And what about my, my family? What about tomorrow? What about my future? What about what will happen if I get retrenched? What happens if my organization cannot give me a job anymore? What happens if my business collapses? 
You know, there's so many questions. What happens if I catch COVID-19? Am I going to die? Who will look after my family? Who will look after my children? You know, all these questions. Get into the mind of those of people. And, and sometimes, whether we're Christians or not, we can become prey to these. And, you know, we are human after all. And so people get anxious. People get worried and, and all of that. In turbulent, turbulent times, we need to know that God has not lost control. He has not lost control. Amen. God sits on the throne of a whole of creation. The whole of creation. And that's not just the material world, not just the earth and the galaxies and the, the universe. It's also the unseen world, the spiritual world. You know, when Jesus walked into hell uh, before, after his, his resurrection and uh, sorry, before his resurrection, in those three days, he walked into hell after his crucifixion and he, asked, and he took the keys from the devil, the keys of, of Hades and death. He, the Bible says he took the keys from him. Did he have to fight him? No. He walked in and he said, devil, give me the keys. That's it. And the devil handed him the keys. Who is in control? Who is in charge here? Jesus is. Amen. He's still in charge. He's still in control of this world and the entire creation. God is still in control. He's still on the throne. And he who sits on the throne is the one who is in charge. Amen. I want to read to you a scripture from, from the book of Psalms. Psalms 24 verses 1 and 2. This is what it says. It says, the earth is the Lord's and all its fullness. It's not just a piece of the earth or maybe our church or maybe believers. No, the earth is the Lord's and its fullness. He, he, he owns the entire earth, never mind the whole universe, but let's just talk about the earth. It belongs to him. Amen. He hasn't sold it yet. I don't know anything in scripture that tells me that God sold the earth to someone else. No. The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness. The world and all who dwell therein. That's everybody. People, animals, bugs, birds, you name it. Cattle, lions. Every creation, trees, it all belongs to him. The earth is the Lord, all its fullness, the world, and those who dwell therein. Verse 2 says this, For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. You see, God made the earth. He established it. It's his. It's his creation. And no one will take charge of the earth because it belongs to God. So when it comes to our personal lives as believers, God is in control of those whose lives are truly surrendered to him. If you are a believer in Christ Jesus, you've received him in your life as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you this understanding this morning.
and answer that question. Who is in charge of your life? God is. Jesus is. The Spirit of God is. The three are one. Amen. They are in charge of your life. Because your life has been truly surrendered to him. You know, church, when I look back on my life, I've been serving the Lord now for 43 years. Never, never looking back, never backsliding. I've never backslidden. I can't remember a time in those 43 years where I backslid. Never happened and not going to happen either. But over all that time, I have so many testimonies in my personal life where I've seen God working miracles in my life, not only when I pray for something, but even at times when I never even prayed about these things. And I was facing a situation, a decision or whatever, and God still came through for me. Amen. Why? Because he's in charge of my life. And sometimes I don't even need to bring my prayer to him. He knows my needs. He knows what's going on in my life. Jesus spoke about this. He said, your father knows what you need. Your father is watching over you all the time. And he's in charge of your life. If you're a believer in Christ Jesus. You see, the day you surrendered your heart to the Lord is the day when you gave God control of your life. It's a day that you said, God, take charge. I no longer want to be in charge of my life. I want you to take charge. I want you to direct me. I want you to lead me. And from that day, God himself, Father God, who is the best father you could ever want, Father God is steering your life in a certain direction and into his planned destiny for you. Listen to what it says in Psalm 37, verses 23 to 26. It says the steps of a righteous person are ordered by the Lord. Let me ask you this question. Are you righteous? Well, if you've given your heart to Jesus, the Bible says you are. You have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. The Bible says in Psalm 37 verse 23, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Can you see? He's in control. And he delights in his way. Now watch what it says. Though he fall, in other words, when he misses it, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. I find in my life, when I've missed God, when I made the wrong choice, God picks me up. The scripture is so true. He picks me up in his hand. He sets me back on the right path. And then David writes in verse 25, that same scripture, I've been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Why? Because God is still in control of our lives. Amen. Nor his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends, and his descendants are blessed. So basically, what David is saying, and understand, this is not the period of what we know as a dispensation of grace. This is still under the law. But I believe God was a God of grace from day one. Whether through the law, in the law, at the law, 
God has always been the same. I'm the same. Yes, uh, Jesus, Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. While the Bible says, Jesus Christ was the same yesterday, today, and forever. God says, I am the Lord. I do not change. He's always been the God of grace and mercy. He will always be. It's just that we are living in a dispensation where the grace is emphasized. So he's been in charge. He's been in control. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, says David. Now that doesn't mean that you are no longer able to make certain decisions or steer your life in certain directions. You know, because God is in charge of my life doesn't mean I lose my capacity to make choices. Please understand that very clearly. However, if you're a believer in Christ Jesus, whether you make the wrong decision at times and, or, and move off the path that you were meant to be on, God will get you back to where you should be because why? Your heart is set on him. The Bible says he looks at the heart, not the outer appearance. When I make a mistake, he knows my frame. Say so in the Bible. He knows my frame. He knows that I'm weak. He knows so his mercy is huge towards me because of that. The Holy Spirit is our guide and he leads us back onto the right path, even if we are like a sheep that has gone astray. You remember the parable of the lost sheep that Jesus spoke about? And he said, there's a shepherd. Which shepherd if he has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, doesn't leave a 99 and go look for the one lost sheep? Brings him back home. <laughs> wow. What a powerful scripture. You can find that story, the book of Luke chapter 15, verses 3 to 7. And you know, when I read that scripture, it gives me courage to pick myself up when I make mistakes. It gives me a great sense of security in the Lord. Knowing that God is in control of my life. Why? Because I've surrendered my life to Jesus. I've given my heart to him. What about you? Who is in charge of your life right now? That's a question we're answering this morning. Who is in charge? You see, people of God, even if I lose my way for a moment, a good shepherd, Jesus described himself as a good shepherd. A good shepherd will look for me and he will bring me back home. Hallelujah. I hope that excites your heart as it excites mine. And I've seen this in those 43 years that I've been serving the Lord faithfully. I've seen time and again as a human being, my frame is weak. So I make mistakes. I make wrong choices. But you know what? He brings me back home. I go astray, yes, but he brings me back home. Even if you backslide, he will bring you back home. Because you know what the Bible says he's married to you. <laughs> Bible says he's married to the backslider. So today as I conclude this little chat about who is in charge, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, God is in control of your life at all times. Whether you're sleeping, whether you're awake, whether you're right in the center of his will, whether you've gone off the rails for a little while, he is still in charge because your heart is still set on him.
So my last words to you and my last question to you is this. Who is in charge here? God is. Amen. We're going to pick up next week. I'm going to continue with this topic. And we're going to look at a separate, a different facet of this. And please don't miss next week. Because it's going to encourage you. It's going to build you up. It's going to make you strong in this time and season where life is abnormal. And our freedom is being eroded. And people are feeling pressed and, and put in chains sometimes and, and scared and all of that. It will build you up and it will encourage you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, perhaps you've been watching this, this service, but you've never surrendered your heart to Jesus. And, and you say to yourself, I want God to take charge of my life. I look back on my life and I see so many mistakes I've made because I have taken control instead of letting God have control of my life. And perhaps that's you. And perhaps as we get towards the end of this year, you may feel it's time for me to give charge of my life to the Lord. We're getting to the end of 2021 very soon. And then it's another year. And it's going to go even faster than this one has. And you say to yourself, I want God to take charge of my life. If that's you right now, you can do it so easily. Very simple. Just bring Jesus into your life. If you want that, I'd like to pray with you right now. All you have to do is pray this prayer after me from the bottom of your heart. It's all it requires. Open your heart to Jesus. It says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, opens the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. So Jesus is ready. He's ready to come into your life. The question is, are you prepared to open the door of your heart? And if that's you right now, I'm going to pray a prayer. And I want you to pray this prayer from, from your heart with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you in my life right now. I need you to be in charge. I don't want to be in charge anymore. Come into my heart this morning. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive my past, everything I've done. From this day forward, I choose to follow you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Take control of my life. Amen. The Bible says if you made that prayer from your heart, you are now born again into the kingdom of God and you become a child of God. And from this day forward, if you continue to walk with the Lord to the best of your ability, he will take control of your life and lead you into his plan and destiny for your life. Amen. Well, welcome to the family of God. We're so excited that you made that prayer today. And if you did, we'd like you to click the button. If you're watching on the live stream, that says I'm a new believer. 
Give us your name, your contact details, or post a comment on the, live, on the chat so that we can do some form of follow-up with you. We welcome you. We would like to ask you to attend church. Church is open right now. And, uh, and we want to walk with you and help you take your first steps as a brand new believer. So please do that and give us your details so that we can remain in touch with you. God bless you. Well, we've come to the end of his service and I would like to just speak the blessing on all of you who are watching on the live stream. So if you would just stand, close your eyes, lift your hands and receive a blessing as I speak. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom, his peace. God there, spread the peace of God and the love of God to whoever you come across that needs it and impact this world with the love, the power of Christ that is in you. Amen. So God bless you. We're going to end the service now with a song of praise. Okay.